Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Word number two of Oilers Now is brought to you by World of Spas. Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation. Cruising along here with David Staples coming right up. And a look at the Edmonton Oil Kings start to the season with GM Kurt Hill after the 105 or at 135 news. Uh, it is 105 now in Edmonton. 780-496-0063 is the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors. 100 43rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. And Japanese Village is Edmonton's favorite Japanese steakhouse. Mine too. It's really freaking good there. Reserve your party today at jvedmonton.ca. We got a text in here to 780-496-0063. Matter of fact, we have a lot of them, so let's hope I can go back and find this. I'll tell you as well that Jeremy was the winner of today's uh, trivia, the uh, Oilers game day trivia brought to you by Ming Shine. Trying to figure out who assisted, or rather who scored the goal that Wayne Gretzky assisted on this day in 1983 to start off that 51-game point streak. Correct answer was Glenn Anderson. So again, Jeremy, congratulations to you. $50 to Ming Shine Auto Detailing heading your way. Game day trivia all year long for you, brought to you by Ming Shine. Um, I'll just paraphrase the text, Cam. Sure. Stop trying to sell Stuart Skinner to me. Okay. What? I, I don't I, think that he needs anybody selling anything. Have you watched him play? And more importantly, have you followed his career thus far? Because you're looking at another player who developmentally has checked pretty well every box along the way. He was a great minor hockey player that earned him a spot in the Western League, where he was eventually brought aboard to a contending team that went all the way to the Memorial Cup. And then he went and sowed his oats in the American Hockey League, Skinner did, where he saw some lows and incredible highs like 10 plus game winning streak type highs so the guy can play it should not shock you that he is as rocking chair steady as he appears to be now let's get him into some more nhl action but the time has come anyway that's my pedestal let's bring aboard david staples and and we'll start right there with the goaltending situation david it looks like uh stewart skinner in between the pipes tonight but maybe let's just back it out and take a look at how all of edmonton's goaltenders have performed this preseason i think things are a lot different and narrative wise than they have been in the last couple years it was pretty rocky um i guess smith 
did he? When did he get hurt last year, Mike Smith? Was it in preseason or early in the year? Early in the year. Yeah, it was the Anaheim the game, I think. Yeah. yeah. So things were going okay in preseason last year. You know that the, the uh, texter who was saying quit selling Stuart Skinner. You can't really. I mean, I think you can sell a, a defenseman because people are all over the place in rating defensemen. You know, some people think this defenseman's good, others think he's bad, and forwards to some extent. We see this with yes, yes, a Puliyarvi, right? Some people think he's great, and other think people think he should, he's not that good and should be traded. So, with forwards and defensemen, I think there is like a fairly vibrant, lively, often raucous conversation about the the value of a player. You don't really find that with goalies. You know, it's he stops the puck or he doesn't. It's a very bottom line, cutter-dried position. And it's not necessarily fair to the goalie because sometimes you can have, you know, defensive breakdowns that lead to goals against. And a goalie could have more of those than another goalie. But it really comes down to, like, you know, when Koskinen was bad last year, it's not like half the fan base was saying, oh, he's, he's good. Everyone, everyone says he's bad when he's, when he's down. And when Mike Smith was, you know, early, late um, March when he was, you know, coming back from injury and still was so weak and inconsistent. The whole city was against him. And then suddenly the whole city was on his side. So there's no danger of anyone selling Stu Skinner to every, anybody. Stu Skinner, he's either going to stop the puck or he's not. And if he stops it, he's going to be a hero. And if he doesn't, he's going to be a bum. And that's the way it is with goalies. It's a, it's a tough spot to be in. He stopped it over ninety four percent of the time here in the preseason. So indeed, yeah, indeed, he's a, he's. I think you know, based on his career to date, uh, Cam and Brendan, he's been he, he's ready for this step. He's overripe, as they say. Um, is it four years now in the minors? He's he's done it all in the minors. He he he's built himself in the last couple of years to one of the best goalies in the AHL. He came to the NHL last year and he and he did well. He's ready, and we'll see what he does now. You know, it doesn't mean he's going to come in and be a star. It, you know, Devin Dubnik, who did become a star in the NHL, took a long time to get to Edmonton, went through all the right steps, and became a good goalie in Edmonton for a while. And, and we still didn't, you know, hold on to our last really really good homegrown goaltender prospect in Dubnik. Hopefully it works out better with Skinner. And I think, you know, uh, there's a chance it's going <laughs> to. There's a chance it's not going to. But uh, everything's gone right with his career in terms of development so far, and let's see if it continues. Dubnik was awesome as a Kamloops Blazer going way, way back, and the rest of that Blazers team was terrible, so he yes. had to be awesome. That's uh, It's funny how far things have come in, in this Oilers organization to now where you've got a, you know, maybe not the ultimate free agent goaltender, but uh, you didn't get Markstrom a couple of years ago, and here you do get Jack Campbell here because it looks like this team is is about to win. So, uh, again, uh, I say before, this goaltending situation is as set it and forget it as it may have been, um, I don't know, since Grant Fuhr was here. Like, realistically, on paper anyway, of course, everything's going to have to play out. But the tandem that I'm looking at and, and uh, you know, not only what they've done, but what they can potentially do, this is a golden opportunity for Edmonton to not have it be a narrative. Yeah, hopefully they both stay healthy. I mean, I think this is, you know, it's the key in every position, but there's only, you know, two goalies here. Although they have Picard, who's done well and is an experienced uh, goalie at the pro level. So they, they've got some coverage. I mean, the owners have had, you know, they've had Curtis Joseph. They've had Tommy Salo. They've had Dwayne Rolofsson. Um, they've had some good goalies. Uh, they had Devin Dubnik. Um, but they haven't, you know, you're in terms of having a tandem, 
it's been a while. You know, if Skinner, if you know, if Koskinen and Smith, where it seemed like either they were never good at the same time. Either one was good and the other one was bad, or the other way around, and they kind of rotated. It was kind of always a little unsettled because of that, and or often due to injury. Um, we'll see. Maybe this could be the most stable goaltending duo. Have to look in the history books, but I mean, if you're going back to Fuhrer and Moog, that's a long time. Uh, there might be a, been a partnership since then that's been steady, but I, I, I can think of lots of good goalies, but not necessarily a, like a steady partnership where both goalies were really pulling their weight. I was also a big fan of the Bill Ranford Ron Tugnut tandem. But <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> Bill Ranford was such a great goalie in his day. Like, I mean, he he not only won, helped the Oilers win the Stanley Cup, but he was on the Canada Cup team. That's uh, I think that's after that that summer, if I'm not mistaken, in, or that September, and, and uh, was was fantastic as well. For a couple of years, Bill Ranford was the best, uh, maybe the best goalie in the world. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, and instrumental in that uh, 1990 Stanley Cup. Uh, now, David, we were we were talking with Speck earlier, and and I know there's been a lot of talk about uh, Dylan Holloway and what he's done so far here in the preseason, what he's done in Penticton at the Young Stars. Uh, from your perspective, what have you seen? Well, I've been. I, I have to say this. I got a uh, full disclosure. I've been away the last two weeks in the in uh, in England on a holiday. Oh. So I've been watching highlights of Dylan Holloway, and I didn't. I haven't seen his game, but I I, I have been following his career for a long time and especially in in u.s college hockey and uh, you know from the highlights he's just looking i mean in u.s college hockey in his final in his final season he was maybe the best two-way player in u.s college hockey he was just a force at center ice so fast big skilled um could get it done with the puck and without the puck so he looked like he was projecting to be an NHL center, and then they come these terrible, this terrible injury, and which didn't heal and required two surgeries. From the from the highlight reel uh, plays that I've been seeing him make, he just looks so confident with the puck right now. And you know, people point out in the last game where he got the hat trick that it was against a, a Vancouver defense that four of the guys were immediately sent down to the AHL. So it was it wasn't against a strong Vancouver Canucks team. And tonight's game, they, they will have their full lineup uh, going, and it's a very it's a strong team on paper. So we'll see. But he just looks better than I have ever seen him with the puck on his stick very confident making the right plays determined to make a play and having the speed to gain himself some time and space to make plays like he doesn't he doesn't seem rushed a lot of the time because he's so fast with the puck and able to control it that he can make a a high impact offensive play we'll see if this continues um as the competition heats up he just looks like a modern NHL player, the way that he flies around out there. He's got the natural size, and to that end, he kind of reminds me in some aspects of Ryan McLeod, but the offensive ceiling that Holloway's shown, I mean, that shot that he ripped over the right shoulder of Colin D'Elia the other night, that was that was elite finish, and not everybody is blessed with that kind of thing. So if he puts this all together, this is we're, we're talking about a true player that is difficult to play against for the opposing team, but has the IQ to hang around with two of the top three players in the world 
his eyes are up when he has the puck. You'll see it, you know, watch him. His eyes are up. He's looking. His head isn't down. He's So that's a very skilled, highly confident player, competent player as well. It's not easy to do. And not every NHL player does it. You know, he it was such a shame when he got injured that one year because he could have given the uh, I can't because of the uh, the seasons have been so skewed because of the COVID. I can't remember exactly which playoff it was that he he might have participated for the Oilers. But just as he came out of U.S. college hockey, I mean, he might have provided a huge boost for the Oilers before he got injured um, that year, and then then he got the wristing the scaphoid injury. So you know, the, he kind of reminds me of like a Brandon Sod, like a. Big Big, fast, and skilled complementary player who can really add a lot to a, a very good team. And if the Oilers are going to compete for Stanley Cups, they're just going to need, absolutely going to need this kind of contribution from lower-paid young players. And they've got a lot of them. They've got a lot percolating right now. Holloway and uh, Philip Broberg are coming up right now, and we'll see um, which of those two can really make a breakthrough. Right now, it's Holloway, but I don't. I'm not writing off. You know, he, I, I understand that uh, Philip Broberg has not played that well has been inconsistent in the exhibition season, but uh, he has played very strong hockey in, in both in Sweden at the HL level, and it's going to, you know, I just think patience is in order. This guy is big, he's fast, he's so great in the neutral zone, shutting down opposing attacks. Let's see how he does over time. I saw you tweet, uh, I guess, about the decision that could be impending, whether to expose uh, Dmitry Samarukov to waivers or Ryan Murray who they just signed and and uh, maybe just a thought on that and sort of which route if you're the GM that you'd take they, they will have Brendan they'll have a real I would hope because you could tell from the responses to that I don't know if you looked at the comments but people are really divided like who's more likely to be gobbled up on the waiver wire Murray or Samarukov you know it could be it's probably neither probably could both make it through waivers but um, the Oilers would have a, you'd hope they'd have some sense of, you know, interest in Samarukov, you know, just from past trade discussions, if there's been a couple teams really hot on him. So they may know that he'll be taken. Um, if that's the case, then they should, I think, lean towards protecting him and not Murray. Um, he's uh, he's just a young uh, player. We, we've, they've put a lot of time and effort in, de- in developing Samarukov. And he's played well at the HL level last year. So to lose him now before you know, before he's had an NHL opportunity, that would be a really sore uh, thing to happen. It does happen to NHL organizations when they're up against the cap. I mean, the Leafs lost Hyman and Campbell in different circumstances to the Oilers. So the Oilers are going to be facing this, losing good players. But, I, you know, if there's a chance that it's Sam Rukov, if and if they know that, I, I hope they protect him. Although I've got a lot of, you know, Ryan Murray obviously is, is um, if, he, if he's healthy, maybe he can really help the Oilers team win now. So it's a, it's a tough call. I can't say because I haven't seen Murray in preseason, but I know Sam Rukov is a hell of a prospect. Well, Murray's been pretty steady, just uh, yeah. goes about his business. And, and for the most part, you don't even notice that he can get the puck out of his own end. And then you got Marcus Niemelainen playing as well as he has so far here in the preseason, taking the body, bringing an element to that back end that uh, is a little different than than the others that we just spoke about. So he's, I guess he's, he's kind of muddied the waters even more uh, by playing well. He gives them, and last year we all felt it, you know, when he came into the lineup, he gave the orders that, especially in the regular season where it can be a little 
chippier and rougher at times, and you need that kind of policeman element. I mean, he 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 absolutely hammers people. Yes, and they have no one else, right? Like you don't necessarily want Darnell Nurse playing that game. I remember last year at the start of the year, Darnell Nurse was getting eight hits a game for a few games. He was just going out there and running over everybody. But I don't really think they they need or want Darnell Nurse to play that game. All that they need their third pairing D man to do that. So it will be tempting to keep him. You know, of course, and in a regular they would be regular year they would be keeping uh, probably seven defensemen for sure, uh, maybe even eight. But um, they're pressed up against the cap and they've got some tough decisions to make here. And, and uh, you know, whoever it is, it, it's good. These guys are all good depth players. They, the Oilers system is finally paying off with a regular stream of useful NHL-ready players. And we saw this as Holloway and McLeod coming up. And on defense, it's Niemalainen, Samarukov, and uh, Philip Roberg. So um, this is a good situation to be in. And, and it's, it's greedy, maybe, to want to keep all of them. But I'm a greedy Oilers fan, so... Just give me one final thought, David. Obviously, with the game tonight, 8 o'clock, I think we can get eyes on this one in particular. It should be on Sportsnet tonight, if I'm not mistaken. What uh, What are you looking for? What do you hope to see out of this Oilers team now facing better competition from the Canucks? Well, if they go, uh, this, is a, this is a very strong Canucks team. I mean, they got um, Miller, Horvat, and Peterson down the middle as their three centers tonight. They got their top defenseman. I think this is the lineup that they're going to use in the regular season. It's a very strong Canucks lineup. So, um, you know, there's this, we're going to see on the third pairing, it looks like if they go with the pairings from practice, we'll see Philip Roberg and Ryan Murray uh, working together. That could be a very good partnership together because, um, you know, Broberg can really skate, and Murray can really skate as well. But he's and he's but he's kind of a calming influence. Um, and then we we see the battle ongoing battle between Holloway and Yesipuliyarvi and other uh, other forwards for uh, for a job for a playing time in, on the top nine. Holloway is going to be playing with McDavid on the top line tonight, so that's thrilling. That's that's going to be exciting to see against tough competition. And we'll see, you know, Yesipuliyarvi. We'll see if he can come up with a statement game if he can show everything that he has as a player and. Um, you know he's he's right now um, fighting for that position in the top nine. So let's see some fight from the guy. I'm, I'm sure he's got it. Now it's time to show it. All right, David. Appreciate you uh, jumping on board. Look forward to chatting with you each Wednesday this season. Thanks a lot, Brendan. Good to talk to you guys. All right, David thank you. Thanks, bye. From the Edmonton Journal, Cult of Hockey as well. You know where to find his work on Twitter at d staples. It's Brendan Escott and Cam Moon in with you today. Let's press pause on Oilers now. I promise we've got some of your texts coming up when we return. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. 
That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. 124 in Edmonton. Brendan and Cam here with you today. And hey, hockey's here. And that means it's time to think of upgrading that truck or SUV of yours. Our friends out at Brent Ridge Ford, actually with some inventory right now, around 21 new used, uh, new and used Ford SUVs, uh, all with warranty. Many of them subsidized interest rates as well. In addition, they've got a, a number of off-make SUVs, looking around 25 new and used trucks on the lot. So plenty to go check out. All units priced fairly and competitively and of course Brent Ridge always treating their customers the best boasting an outstanding service department Uncle Milt Johnny or Rich happy to look after your vehicle needs don't take it from me though take it from Cam Moon I uh, love everybody <laughs> down at Brent Ridge Ford good people down there love to stop in and have coffee I'll do that soon. Give them a call, 780-352-6048. And remember, the cars do cost less in Wetaskiwin. Okay, this is, uh, we've got a a fired up text line today for many different things. There's a lot of people coming out and saying, uh, pump the brakes. That was kind of the theme yesterday. Pump pump the brakes on this goaltending tandem. They've shown nothing yet. Uh, There was a good text here. And I wanted to get to that was sort of highlighting that it was about 150 games. There we go. Randy, Randy and Brooks, he texted in and he said, I think you're way, way, way too optimistic about this goaltending tandem. We're sitting at a seven out of 10 rate now. Skinner's a rookie. Campbell has played about 135 NHL games total. It's a season short of what Randy would describe as a proven number one goaltender. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Campbell has proven to be a tandem goaltender. So if anybody's sitting there thinking that he's going to start 58 to 62 games this year, I think that's probably bullish. And the way that Woodcroft was sort of taking those subtle jabs at how Calgary deployed Jacob, uh, Jacob, Jacob Markstrom last year uh, and saying 62 regular season games may, it's not like we played Mike Smith 62 games while that was, you know, tongue in cheek saying that you overworked your goaltender. So don't expect to see a whole bunch of Jack Campbell. I think if they can find a nice sweet spot, maybe 50, 55 starts right around and 52, you know, and then you give 30 to Stu. Somehow along the line. And it depends how they play. Like, how they play will dictate it, too. I mean, it's it's one thing to go into the season with a plan, and and then things can change, whether it's uh, one guy's playing much better than the other or injury or whatever. So, who knows? Many things can happen. And, and I'm sure they won't be looking too far down the road as far as goalie starts go. Hat trick and Provost says, uh, hey, Brendan, Stuart Skinner will be the, the starter when Soupy struggles end up taking the job. So there's there's plenty of optimism out there uh, as well. Braveheart says, did I hear you guys correctly? Were you comparing on an equal basis Darnell Nurse with Paul Coffey? What do you think, Braveheart? Do you think that that's what I was doing? Or maybe I was just saying that uh, that nurse was scoring goals in a similar fashion, just following up the the odd man rush that the Oilers had a couple of years ago, that kind of thing. Uh, Adam and Sylvan wants to know, would we rather have Yessa Pugliarvi or $3 million in cap flexibility? I don't care whether his name is Yessa Pugliarvi or anything else. If the player that's making that kind of money is contributing and living up to that contract, I don't care whether his last name is Pugliarvi or not. Yeah. If he can fill that role, great. The problem is he's proven to this point that that's hard for him, especially over the full season. 
Yeah, well, we'll see what happens tonight, and we'll see where he lands come the start of the regular season. So, yeah, those things still need to be figured out. Uh, we will get to some uh, some audio coming up in the uh, the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct work. Where in this next half hour, just uh, we did a little digging. I think I said the game was going to be on TV tonight. It does not look like does it is. Does not look that. And that's likely because the game's in Abbotsford and not actually at Rogers Arena. So apologies for misleading. Coach Mike, thank you for pointing that one out. Uh, it, it'll, of course, be on Oilers, uh, Oilers.com, though. And Girthquake, I had to read this one just so I could throw your handle out there. Girthquake. <laughs> probably one of the better ones we have. He says he'd argue that Nurse's contract looks a lot better than Seth Jones's contract. I know the Hawks are rebuilding, but to be a $9 million defenseman and be a minus 37 won't look great regardless of the kind of points that are put up. And hey, not, I, you can compare contracts and that sort of thing. That's a tough situation for Seth Jones to be yeah. in moving forward here. I don't know that he would have signed there knowing that everything would have crumbled around him the way it has. And I am... I'm like where when he signed, I certainly didn't see the rest what, of yeah, this. how this is <laughs> panned out. Yeah. All right. Lots to talk about here. More time for your text messages coming up after this next newscast with uh, with Ray Lahu, who takes over the airwaves now. And uh, when we come back, Oil Kings general manager Kurt Hill on the WHL.